Yes, bro. Yes, bro. One sec. It's... Oh, we yeah, we got it. Should we go on? I'll request it again. Yeah, Please no, no, no. I've, got, I've got you, I've got you. You good, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Right, no, I can thought you were going to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see you. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Can you see me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good, man. Turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, 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 cool, no worries. Do your thing. <laughs> man, things will pop up by the one. <laughs> yeah. Bro, how, how, how you are been, you, man? man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, trying to do more videos just make some content and stuff like that yeah how you been i just I watched the interview before this as well yeah it's good so, bro we'll like just we keep rolling it we keep rolling <laughs> like it's it's been good yeah. like quarantine i'm as i said like i'm kind of enjoying it because of these interviews and getting to know dj's careers and everything so like we got everyone joining right now so i've just i've been doing this for five weeks now doing these interviews uh -huh. um different DJs, artists. At the, I did artists at the start of it um, because I yeah. wanted to just get those those out of the way and then get into the DJs. Um, but I want to yeah. do like promoters, managers and whoever, like just any, anyone. It's networking That's as well. Good. Yeah, it's, it's good good networking, man. When you're, you're here, you're at home, so you might as well Definitely. speak to everyone. I'm sure everyone's free as well. So Definitely. it's good for them. They're not, they're not different places, you know. How, so, how, yeah. have, you been, how have you been though? How you, how, what have you been doing during quarantine? Uh, so I've been mainly, I've done some live sessions, but mainly I've been like creating content and uh, making some beats as well. Yeah. So going on the music, trying to get that, get that side of thing. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to uh, do some radio shows as well. Like cover a couple of guys on radio, like Westside, uh, did some mixes on Kiss and all that. So I've just been keep, keeping busy doing mixes mm -hmm. and music. So uh, did you kind of did you kind of think this would only be a quick quarantine thing, like a month or something, or do you think it would be longer? Did you think it would be longer? Well, when it was what was it? When it was February, I was like, oh okay, you know, people are just like worried, you know, so we're just a bit worried because I'm a bit laid back kind of person, so yeah. I don't I don't get worried so fast. But as it hit March, it started to get week, you know, week by week and day by day. The gigs were moving shifty, so the gigs that you were doing already, yeah, yeah. That was, they're not packed anymore. And you're like, okay, there's something going on. Okay, but it's okay. Then day by day, your gigs would get cancelled. You know, like they say, oh, this place is shut down now. Mm. This place is shut down. Even the board gigs are got cancelled, all of them. So like literally then, three three yeah, days, yeah. yeah, like three days yeah, before yeah. Um, Boris said they're gonna, he's going to shut the clubs. I was at Cirque, and Cirque was yeah. empty. Like the dance yeah. floor was empty. Like there was maybe five tables used yeah it was so and you see those big clubs are closed then you know you as know it's, they're not making money like happen. literally we turned up at 12 o'clock no table booking nothing yeah. they just put us on a table that's how that's how empty it was like <laughs> <laughs> like you know how you know how in these clubs you have to reserve like two weeks in advance man like all the rest and on this one but just you go in yeah it. just like oh okay, but you, you know, know you know there's a problem you know that's that's where the issue serious now. So, but uh, yeah, man. So, I guess we just have to ride out, you know, to see what's going on. Next Definitely. Level. So, everyone joining, I'm gonna get into a little interview and discussion with Nojan. So, how did DJing begin for you? How did everyone everything start? Uh, for DJing side, so to start with, I used to be in a band. I used okay. to be, I used to even play rock metal kind of music as well. So, I used to be a drummer in a band. When I was in school, then I was playing drums and guitars and all that stuff. So 
once that once the school phase finished, we started to have a band and go do gigs and stuff. The band broke up once everyone went to university. But I always loved to perform. I was to DJ and have a crowd or like I was gonna be a solo drummer. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this hip hop or R and B or metal or rock, whatever I'm gonna drum to it like Thomas Lang and these guys. But um, I started DJ, I still get a concert and then I was like, okay, this is more fun, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to stick with this. Mm. So yeah, about 2007, yeah, 2007, I started, I started practicing and I would say the first gig was 2008. Yeah. So yeah, so in 2008, the first gig. So what was, what was your first gig? Where was my first gig? Yeah. So I used to, so I moved about a lot. So I used to live in Aberdeen um, because we all came there my family and everything. So yeah. I used to live in Aberdeen. The first gig was at Tiger Tiger. Okay. Actually, the first, my first gig was actually, was a busy one. Like most of the people, most of the DJs, the first gig is quite quiet ones. But this one was, um, I did a house party. And one of the guys, a house party was a promoter of that club mm-hmm. and said, yeah, we're going to need a DJ on that Friday. And it was a Friday night. And I was called Coco. So he said, you need a DJ upstairs on a Friday. They're downstairs main club and upstairs like when everyone come in and stuff like that it's like a lounge then yeah upstairs. so the first gig i had was i think i had about 400 people in there wow. and it was scary it was really scary <laughs> <laughs> how, did you, how did you kind of deal how do you kind of deal with it yeah I had, so i had a so first gig i had a playlist so i was like okay these are the tracks i'm going to play but then at the same time i was told to not to go hard yeah because downstairs the club so it doesn't mess with this thing but downstairs was a housewife yeah and upstairs more r&b and hip-hop so that kind of made it easier for me and you know you know that back in like 2007 8 when all those house kind of track came out and everyone mm-hmm. all the music, it was okay the main room was that and our small room was r&b yeah hip-hop. so my playlist today and i just went through it I went through the playlist and from there it kind of started from there uh me covering then after that gig then after that one, no more of that club came up. After that one, I did a warm up for another DJ. Okay. So, so I was a warm up DJ for about two years. So you, year got, good pra- you got good practice in warm ups. Yeah, you know, like the the guy that I used to warm up with, he used to just like, like I had my laptop set up. He had his laptop set up, and he used to be just like, pass my head, pass me the headphone, play a track, pass me the headphone, and say, okay, I'm gonna go to the toilet. And I had to be ready to pull it off in the middle yeah. of the night at like two a.m. or something. So. So I got a good practice getting into the track, how to be a warm-up DJ, and I also got a good practice of how to deal with it when it's busy. Because I would go there, no matter what I warmed up, I would stay until the end of the night mm. to get the experience, to get what music goes right and everything. And then he went on holiday and he passed me the gig. And uh, for some reason, that night, that gig was quiet. <laughs> that gig was dead. <laughs> dead. But after that, we started to build it up. So, yeah. So what so, makes yeah. your set unique compared to other DJs? Uh, I do, oh, I would say what was it? I have my own style, you know, after, after a while when you DJ, you get your own style. I also collaborate a lot of international kind of music, like a French, Dutch, mm-hmm. Spanish, you know, into, into commercial. So I mix them into commercial. So I would say it brings a different vibe yeah. or some track or some remixes that no, no one really heard. So that's how I would say it would do. And I like to... I like to stay busy when I'm DJ, you know, like, like have things to do when I DJ, you know, and that's, that's, I would say this would make my set different. Definitely. Yeah.
So have you uh, had any, like, what overseas bookings have you had? Overseas, uh, a lot. So what happened was, so how, how I explain this? Okay, so what was happening was I used to work part-time and DJ. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in uni, then I started work part-time and DJ. So yeah. when I finished uni, I started work uh, full-time, you know, in a, in a oil and gas. So because it was in Aberdeen, oil and gas for five years. Then I stopped. In 2016, I said, okay, I want to do full-time DJing. So I stopped working there. I started doing, start planning to do full-time DJing. So once I started doing that, I started thinking about how to get booked internationally. Then from then, it was only from, I think, 2016 until now that I've been getting booked internationally. Yeah. The places I've been is uh, Turkey, Germany, uh, uh, Georgia, uh, Netherlands, Spain, uh, Greece, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. So you've been all Greece, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only one France I haven't been to. I oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I the Paris scene is good. Yeah, yeah, so I, that was a sick one. Like, I knew, I knew it from Marbella, and when I was in Marbella, all the French people get lit, you know. So, it's good. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's you good. did Marbella in 2018. So like, how did you get that? Mm. So I. I want to do a season because you look up to all the other DJs and you know when, when all these DJs have a um, what's it called international bookings yeah when you look at them they, they follow certain steps to get those internationals booking and I've noticed most of them almost all of them have done a season yeah in different countries or one season I, I would recommend that personally if you want to do like a be a DJ that have a choice to DJ wherever you want to do you wherever you want to be and where you want to live that is good to do a season because you mm -hmm. gather people contact. You know, you done a season as well. So I went to Greece first and Zante over there. I spent like a week there. Yeah. Uh, DJ a couple of sets because I knew a couple of people. I knew Gavin, I remember. So DJ a couple of sets there. Then I kind of liked the scene. It was okay. Then I went to Marbella for a holiday. And uh, I had Sai, you know, DJ Sai. Yeah. So he, he hooked me up with a couple of gigs there. Then I kind of liked the scene there, and I was like, okay, this is the kind of place I would want to come back, you know. So I went to Sisu mm -hmm. for, for just as a, as it was the last day I was in Marbella, so I went to Sisu. I was like, I need to see what it looked like. I want to, I want to go inside, and yeah. I had like my backpack and just went through. <laughs> just I had to look around, and I spoke to the Sisu's uh, owner Tommy and them about. Then from there, uh, the next year, so it happened. You know, I gave him a call and said, so I'm gonna come through. And that was it. So, so what, what club do you prefer in Marbella? Oh, okay. <laughs> Political. <laughs> uh, no, the club you like, uh, the, what, like a nightclub or... Any, what, like any place you kind of DJ in, in Marbella, what's your kind of best vibe or... place that has a good vibe is Mirage. Mirage has a good vibe in Marbella. Mm -hmm. So if you dare check it out, Mirage is good. Sisu is of course... I, uh, I want to go to Sisu. I've, I've been to Tibu before, but I haven't been to Sisu or Mirage. Tibu is good as well. Tibu is more like a British vibe. Yeah, yeah. Tibu has a lot of British vibe, whereas Mirage have like the very international vibe. So you can be like from, you can play different music, but in Tibu, like, it's kind of like UK kind of. You, you can even go grimy in, in Tibu. Yeah. It depends who's up in the That's good. There's Pangea, a place called Pangea. Yeah, Pangea That's a yeah. sick I say it's on top of the thing. It's nice. Uh, News Cafe, of course. News mm -hmm. Cafe, a lot of people know that one. So yeah, um, 
Then uh, beach wise, I would say Ocean Beach. Ocean Beach is sick. Yeah. Sala is good. So and now they open now club as well. The, so yeah. So, so if you want let me. If you're, if you're, <laughs> so if you're an up and coming DJ, um, is it easier to kind of go to those places first, like one way ticket, see what you can yeah. get instead of emailing or doing any of that stuff? Well, yeah. The thing is, like, if you it's like it's all branding so if you if you make sure your brand is up so if you have contents for people first i would have a content for people to look at so mm -hmm. if you want if you're going to say you're a dj and you want to you want to do a set at the guy's club the guy have to see a good content so first have that ready and be ready yeah but then i would go yeah actually i would go to a place if they see you you're at their place and if they see okay damn this guy just came in here for for like he's spending his own on his own money he came here and he's looking around and he's asking for a job for, for the next season or asking to DJ. This guy's serious, you know? So, but if you email, it's it's not a bad thing, but it's more difficult to get, Definitely. you know, to get the booking with the email. Mm -hmm. But if you're there, they're going to see you. And I would say nine times out of 10, when you're there, you get a shot. Like if you're there, you're ready, you're back with your, with your equipment. If you've got your equipment there, that's what I used to do. I used to go to places and have my equipment ready. And when the guy said, okay, we can give you a slot tonight, you know, and you, you, you want to jump on, so I would jump on yeah. and do a little set. Then if you kill it, then you can tell the guy next time, listen, I killed it last time. So, you know, let's, 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 work, let's work it out. So, yeah, but definitely going to places is a, is a 100% better, more beneficial. So, and meeting people, speaking to people. Who, who in the uh, industry do you look up to? Who I look up to, okay, kind of kind of varies you know <laughs> between it varied from like when you started you yeah. know from when you dj when you started but uh on a dj scene I, I would say like in a bigger dj scene i would say some people like dj snake this is one of the guys that look up to uh but of course Yaz jeff is one of the guys that look up to he's like a bigger scale guy uh mainly dj snake is the guy that he started to bring all that kind of the afro edm tracks and he didn't like i would say he didn't really care that he has to go to house music to play those things in festival he managed to market that in a way that he's on he's booked in festivals with all those big house artists but he plays his own stuff yeah you know um yeah in uk scene there's a lot of guys about uh, i i have a lot of respect for in London. there's guys like um we've got Sai, we've got reese uh we've got reese parker uh we've got um Shorty Blitz, DJ Swerve, Colin Francis. Yeah, there's so there's so many. Yeah, there's so many of these guys, you know, uh, that <laughs> you look up. Crazy what's going on? Especially fit indoors for you. <laughs> As you said, he's, he's taller than you. <laughs> well, who? Just Craig. Just Craig, yeah, he was like, I'm a foot taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. A, he's a good dancer, though. Just Craig is a good dancer. If you give this guy a few drinks, yeah, he will dance. <laughs> you want to be a dancer. <laughs> how, how are you with hosting your set? Like, how are you on the mic? Are you confident with that, or are you kind of? I'll let a host come and do I that. Wasn't to start with. Yeah, I wasn't to start with, but uh, I think it's an element that is good to have. Yeah. Like, not a guy that, like, it's every time I go, I go. Some some guys are DJ and hosts, you know. So, uh, I'm not a guy that. Is that gonna jump on a mic straight away? But uh, when I think when I think the moment's right and when I think the night is at the height, 
yeah, yeah I can I can go on a mic. I didn't used to be, but I practiced it. I practiced at home even. I pretend I have a crowd, and I will just uh, <laughs> you know shout on a mic, and just like make sure things are right. You know. So. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this: Do you think radio is dying out? Do you think it's like because of the platform, like you've got platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff like that? Do you think it's kind of dying out, or no? I don't think radio. I don't think radio ever dies out because as much as you'd have give me a message, crazy. As much as you could have um, music on Spotify and all these stuff, you still need presenters, DJs to bring you this new music. I suppose you could search it, but you could listen to a radio. Yeah. And a presenter could bring this new music and never heard it. You know, <laughs> Jordan you, goes so out, you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get sorted. People just message me all the time. No, um, no, I don't think that is that. I think it's actually a bit stronger now. Yeah. Like for just now at the quarantine. Is is something like really strong. There's something that I'm trying to get into as well. Yeah, definitely. So maybe the next kind is that of is step. that kind of the next steps for you going into like a like into radio? Yeah, like my whole like my whole DJ plan is and was that as I wanted to be able to live wherever I want to live and DJ. You know, so that's why I moved so much. So I moved to Glasgow, then I moved to Marbella, then I moved to London now. So because of that, I wanted to do that. But now, uh, having radio is really is really beneficial, to be honest. Yeah. Having radio is a good, good job and good fun, a good thing to have, you know. So, so with yeah, your the, residencies in London, how did how did you get those? <laughs> how did I get those? I'll tell you one name. Uh, Reese. <laughs> Reese <Hoggle. laughs> well, for Reese. Other guys as well. It's been, Reese helped me out a lot. Uh, Sai helped me out a lot. And um, Anthony. So basically, what happened was I went to Morbea. Then I built up. Uh, so the the reason I went to Morbea was to network. Yeah. And built up uh, a network of people that I know, so I can move to London. So this all this is all my plan. Okay. So when I went to Morbea, it wasn't like uh, I'm gonna go there and like live a life for a bit and that's it. I went there with a plan i went there to be able to dj every club i wanted to dj at every club in that one season and i wanted to build up all the contacts because i knew all the guys that come there i think 90 percent of people that have events there and do promoting they are from london yeah or do stuff at Antics london you know around they're from england so that's how i met a lot of people there i spoke to them made contacts connections dj swerve helped me out a lot as well you know from kiss fm mm-hmm. So from there, when I came to London, when I came back from Marbella, I kind of went to Glasgow. And while I was getting my things together, gigs were uh, gigs were calling up from London. So I had to come to London every say every two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I had to come to London for like a week and DJ. You know, so I was like, I might as well just move down. The time is right, so I moved down to London. So now, uh, just some of the gigs have been passed by some of the guys, some of the DJs, and some of the other gigs have been basically I've been going to a club, speaking to the DJ, speaking to the promoter, or speaking to the bouncer. Some of the jobs have been bouncers, you know, some of the DJ jobs. The security knows me and he's just gonna speak to the So guy. you had like a, a, a concise plan basically. Going to these yeah. countries, wanted to do this and I wanted to like do like you didn't just go there and was like, I just wanna do the gigs and you wanted to kinda yeah. expand I mean, everything. To be honest, it's fun it's fine if if a DJ wanted to do, like I don't Look down on any DJ that want to go 
that does maybe like five seasons abroad and want to have fun. Yeah. You know, that's his plan and that's what works for him. You know, it's the same as like, I don't, I don't um, look down on any DJ that stays in one town and DJs there for years. Mm. That, that's what he wants to do. You know, if he's happy doing that, that's what he wants to do. That's cool, you know, but for me, I want to move about. So the, the, the way to move about is to do these things, you know, to go build a contact. Once you build a contact, you have a contact globally. Once yeah. you have a contact globally, you're in, you know, because as big as it is, as big as the circle is and as impossible as it looks, once you go there and once you see that, it's small, you know, as, as big as it looks like so many, but there's like, you, you, you come to a point that main things are run by certain people, you know, so if you know those certain people, all it is, you need to work on your skills as a DJ. What's your, what's your take on like the West End clubs versus kind of outside that bubble? Because yeah. it's a different clientele, different market you're doing. So like, what's, cause, yeah. yeah, what's your kind of take on that? So my take on West End clubs, I mean, I enjoy playing West End clubs. I enjoy playing uh, Shoreditch, for example, or like other clubs as well. Yeah. The vibe, the vibe is different. Where West End is more like a well, upmarket, obviously, and it's like um, you have to kind of how would you say it? The vibe is the vibe is more as a bottle service. You know, it's not so much of a dance. Yeah. You know, like do you do you, like do you not do you think that's where like the scene is going? To more of a bottle service thing, or do you think that it's just like yeah. the West, places like the West End that will only do that, or do you think that all clubbing scenes are going to that route? Well, I, no, I don't think so. No, there's some, there's there's some clubs that they have that service, even even though they have that service right now. Yeah, that bottle service, you know, of big bottles come through. They uh, they still they still have a good vibe of letting people in, for example, you know. Yeah. Oh my like, God! Like, you don't even get me started on letting people in, man. I've been I've, I've been turned away. Man. It's mad like, when you when you're like a, for example, when you're a DJ. Yeah. I want to get my friend to come in. Yeah. So, you you manage to get two or three, but I want to be at a, at a, at a club that if ten of my friends want to come in and the decent guys and mix or whatever. They should come through. Yeah, they should yeah, be yeah. able to come through. You shouldn't be worried about like, oh, are they gonna come in if they're not gonna buy ten bottles, you know? So this it's just that's a difference. That's a difference I would say between those clubs. But then if the clubs are going the way of trying to make a bottle service, then it's just business, you know. Yeah, it's just day, business. This is business. I feel like it's gonna go to that mm -hmm. after quarantine because they're gonna need that business. That's the thing. They're gonna need that yeah, revenue. I think after quarantine is gonna be private parties, to be yeah. honest. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's gonna be a lot of private parties, smaller parties. Yeah, but it's, it's boring because um, there's also a lot of DJs, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of, so it's all come to contacts now, so. Definitely. So, in your opinion, do you think it was, when you started DJing, do you think it was easier for you to kind of pave your way, or do you think it's easier now for people starting? What do you mean? So, so like, it was easier for you to start, easier for you to make a name for yourself, easier for you to get gigs than now, or... No, no. I think it's each time has its own difficult times and easy times. Because when I started DJing, I used to when I do a warm up DJing. I used to go to to a club during the day and practice there. I put a mixtape on a mix CDs, yeah. you know, and you had to put them out on SoundCloud and had to actually record on CDs. And so it, it was difficult on that time. Uh, social media wasn't that big, so it was all networking between different people. But now social media is easier a bit for, for me to do certain things. But right now, 
with the DJs, a lot of DJs say now there's a lot of DJs, obviously. Yeah. Although a lot of DJs are bad because the way the DJing is, like droning and everything. But if I'm if I'm honest, if you're good at what you do, doesn't matter if there's a lot of DJs or not. Because there's there's a lot of DJs, there's a lot of good DJs, but it's also a lot of not very good DJs. Yeah. So you have to find out why should they book you. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like why I, I could be I could play that music and someone else could play that music just as well as me, probably, you know, or I could play probably just as well as him. But the reason that he's going to book me have to be different. So now, now it goes to business, you know, so now it has to be a business. You have to have a business mind. What you do and what, what you're going to bring to the club. What you bring into the table. Is that yeah. So, but every, I would say every time has its own, has its own hard time, tough time. For, mm. So you said quite a lot of this, but, what kind of makes a good DJ? What makes a good DJ? In my opinion, yeah, in your opinion, yeah. someone that can, someone that can read the crowd well, warm up, like someone can warm up the crowd. Like the whole DJ set needs to be like a, like a story. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're reading a story and it has a start, it goes to it goes to a middle and it gets hyped, then it comes back again. So whole DJ set, I would say. He needs to contact is a four or five hour shift. Yeah, you know if you're doing like a warm up the whole night, so a good DJ would warm up well, be able to warm up, read the crowd well, and also knows where knows his music well. Mm-hmm. I would say if, if you if you know your music from your old school to new school to whatever, you could switch up. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter what happens in the set. So just know the music and have a lot of music with you all the time. And the DJ that can play all that and add a bit of techniques in there, that's gold, man. Yeah. Gold. <clears throat> For me, it's just like if you, if you're a warm-up DJ and you're yeah. playing all the bangers before eleven o'clock, I should yeah. like. Of course, it's annoying, but as a, if you're a good DJ, you should know that it don't matter because you can restart yeah, the night. Good. You've got so many other songs. There's like millions of songs out. Yeah, and and that's like this is probably this is probably you got that from doing a season. Yeah. Because when you do a season, like, uh, so when I was in Marbella, for example, there is, uh, say there's four DJs, five DJs on a night. And, you know, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, it's two o'clock, is quiet. You open the club and it's busy. Yeah. Like, and yeah, literally, in Mexico, only over there, it's like, the club's only open at, like, one. Like, yeah, 12 yeah. o'clock is when they're just starting to, like, like, yeah. like, the staff are coming, you know what I mean? Like, it's open till six, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, it's crazy because... Yeah. But also over there, like they don't have like it's not like UK where you've got warm up, then like prime time. Yeah. And then it's over there. It's just like it's all prime time kind of thing. Go do it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's like first time I went to Mobile yeah. and I phone Sai and Sai was like, "Yeah, I'll come, I'll come and I come and get you at like twelve. I hit you up at twelve and we go to a club. Yeah, I hit you up tonight. Is it? Oh, you up tonight? Yeah. We'll go to a club. And it was about eleven ten. So I was like, okay, I'm just waiting and think, okay, he's going to give me a call. And it went to like one o'clock, no call. I called time, I was like, bro, it's one o'clock, night is almost finished, are we going to go out? And he's like, mate, club is closed, it's open at two o'clock, it's only open at 3 a.m. No one's going to go out until like one o'clock. See, I wish, I wish London was like that, and like UK in general was like that, where it yeah. wouldn't be 10 till 3, because 10 till 3 is no time at all, if you think about it, because no one actually get like, I don't know about you, but I would if I was going on a night out, I wouldn't get there till twelve, and then that's three yeah. hours max. 
No, that stuff is, unless you go into like pre bars and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That. It's like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's like it's like the thing you were saying about the set. So it's like you just DJ. You should have enough music. You have enough. There's enough pockets to to go. You know. So like C2 was like one of them. Like like on like Friday Saturdays, we had like a two hour slot. Mm-hmm. Then somebody somebody would a headliner would come in. Whether it was Rusky or whether it was uh, uh, like Kiss Story guys or Colin Francis and them lot. So they would come in and do that set. Then we would do a closer after, closer after. Yeah. But it was busy all the time, so you had to keep it going somehow. But if you didn't have a lot of music, if you didn't know your music, so like I would, for example, go in there, uh, Rusty would come in and play some UK bashment. I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll, if I'm going to go after him, I'm going to start playing, like, I'm going to play some Latino music. You know, some I'm going to play reggaeton. Yeah. Then I'm going to mix it with, like, some us hip-hop now you know so it's, you just have to have the old old school some mm. some come some come new stuff then you're like okay now i need to go to old school but you need to know what was big in old school to yep. be able to play it definitely you can just play old school you know what, so, yeah. what's been like the highlight for you in your career so far highlight highlight was spot sean paul yeah i was actually just gonna ask that as well so how did, how did you get that? How did that all come about? Uh, it's a it's my Glasgow guys. Uh, so we have DJ Naim from Glasgow. Shout out to him. He helped me out a lot when I was coming to there. So he um he had a set there, and uh, they needed an extra DJ to warm up as well. So uh, he gave me a shout. It was like you warm up for that. Then um, that was from that there. Was you know, I got a booking. Got got there. So it's just the connections. You know, you you know the right connections when they come to your town. Mm. That's it. You're gonna, you're gonna get involved. What What was the type uh, of music you were playing? Type of music for for Sean Paul? Yeah. It was. Uh, I started to go. Yeah, I started to go dancehall, bashment. Then I went a bit old school, but the crowd there at the start were quite young. Yeah. So I did a mix with some UK stuff, like commercial UK stuff, like a uh, uh, Young Bane and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I play a couple international ones as well. You know, I always play you know, the Jaja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- those songs always yeah, pop now. Yeah, that's how, so when when did you go to Mexico? When uh, you two Mexico? years ago. So that didn't come out. None of that was out. Like two years. Two years. No, ago. I was like twenty eighteen. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, twenty eighteen. So when when, when, song, when did it drop? When did it drop in twenty eighteen? So it so it I think it dropped like I thought it was twenty nineteen. No, you know. I thought it was the start of 2019, you know. I don't even know. That song dropped in 2018, even like January or something. Okay, okay. (laughs) It was mad because like that that song, Jaja, I was in news cafes. So when I was DJing there, this group of French people came and asked me, it was in end of June, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they said, you have this track called Jaja. And I was like, no, I don't. Jaja, I don't have it. Yeah. So they send me like, what? Well, look, look at this one. Look at this one. It's this one. Get it here. So I was like, okay. I got the track. Then I played it the day after, and it went off. And since then, everybody was asking for that track. You had to like play like twice in your set. Mm-hmm. It's in everywhere, and it became like the biggest track of, I'll say, twenty eighteen. I heard it. Like, in, I heard it in indeed. January. So I was DJing in Amsterdam <laughs> in January, uh-huh. and I heard yeah. it on the, the DJ before me was playing it. That's when yeah, I, so yeah. I thought it, that's why I thought it only dropped then. I only thought it dropped like started last year. No, it, it dropped, yeah. So that was probably where, where do you hear it in January? 
no, 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 in uh, Netherlands. Oh, okay, so in Mexico. So in no, Netherlands. So yeah, I was, DJ, I was DJing in Netherlands. Um, oh, sick. Last year, Jan, and this year, Jan. But last year, Jan, that's when I heard it. But I didn't yeah. actually hear it in Mexico. Like, I don't think they play that sort of stuff there, anyway. No. Like, yeah, no, there, but that is in Europe, yeah, it's in yeah. Europe. Like, it's America. I know a lot of people in America don't know it. Still, yeah, yeah. You know, so in Europe, that became so big, you know, in 2018. It's a, it's that a was big tune. Like, it's still a big tune anyway. Still a big tune, yeah. It's still, but it's like, it's been rinsed. It's rinsed, it's rinsed. <laughs> I have, to play, I have to like see. I have to go download so many remixes for me because I didn't want to play the same track every night. You yeah, know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. the same track twice a night. So I was like, okay, now I have to have another version of it. Now I can play it better at least. You know, <laughs> what type of what play. type of genre do you prefer playing? Like hip hop. I prefer. Yeah. Uh, I like playing. I love Spanish music. I love playing reggaeton music, hip hop, reggaeton, and you know, I like yeah, Mumbatan kind of style. That's my pre- preference to play, Mumbatan, hip-hop, reggaeton, uh, and I like, I like dance Bashman as well. Yeah. I'm quite big on playing reggaeton and French, even French hip-hop and French Afrobeat. Yeah. So what's your, what's your take on that? Because those scenes are coming up big time now, especially like yeah. with a lot of UK producers using like Bashman, dancehall, kind of Afro swing in their songs as well. And also like yeah. La- Latino artists actually big quite actually probably bigger than american artists yeah 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 it's, it's really good man i'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying that the, the music scene right now is a lot better than what it was in my opinion like uh say 2012 13 you know so because those times when i was in scotland and mm-hmm. like you know like all those like Chatter Pitbull, no, it was Pitbull, it was Pitbull, Florida. That was that was popping in like 2012. Florida, yeah, I, mean, I respect, I actually respect Florida because he had a style, and that is his, and he still, if he does a track, he still doesn't understand. But like, what you happened know? to him? Though? What happened to him? He, he knew he made his money, I guess. And he was like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of touring. You know? And you still like, the thing is that last uh, in January, I was watching someone's uh, uh, IG. Uh, in Dubai, and he was booked in Dubai, and it's popping. All these, all these like but big American. Artists. That's the thing, though. Like, you go to those places like Dubai, they're still, they're not. I wouldn't say backward, but they're like listen to those yeah. tunes still. They don't. Yeah. They're not. Vegas, put on, they're not Vegas, put on to our UK drill yeah. stuff and blah blah blah. They still yeah. listen to like the Flow Riders and all of that sort of. Yeah. No, and you see, and that's that's another thing I would say. When you go abroad, you'll see this so much bigger than UK. Yeah, yeah. And it opens your mind that like I could do this, you know, I could do I could I could come back and take that flavor and inject it into UK with the UK stuff. Because yeah. now I have two I have two material, you know, like it's like I don't know, it's like a it's like a say it's like a boxer that can that can kick, you know, and now <laughs> you got the kick in, now you can both and kick. Yeah, and now yeah, it's yeah. got them both. You know, they're trying to take the good, you know. From there. So, where, so where do you kind of see yourself after quarantine in the next couple of years? What, what do you want to achieve? Well, uh, I don't know because it changes so much. To be honest, what I want to kind of achieve is uh, I want to get more involved with radio, and I also in production. I want to do more production. We managed to put tracks out, um, but uh, things change all the time. You know, you could do something for two, three months. And uh, the scene changes, this quarantine just happened, you know, yeah. so you can't really, you just have to do best 
with what's happening for you just now, you just have to be rested. So, uh, but yeah, I would definitely say production and radio. Uh, yeah, but I love DJing in the clubs. Any know, so. any other countries you wanna uh, DJ in? Countries I wanna I wanna try US. You know, I wanna try US going there and Dubai. I haven't been to Dubai. Dubai, yeah, Dubai I'd want to do. That's the one I want to do. I live in Dubai, so like to me, like I'm I'm Persian, yeah? yeah. So like it's so close, like Iran and Dubai, they're close. So for me to go to Dubai, I'm like, well, I didn't come to UK to go mm. Dubai. What's you know, the Iranian scene bit, like? The Iranian scene, we have a lot of private parties. Okay. We have a lot of that, so it's like they have like a something like a club, <laughs> but in a private. So. That's uh, it's it's the music scene is more like a I would say it's house. Yeah. Iranian music scene EDM, like, whereas, like in those areas. Yeah. No, it's like even like a house chill house, you know, uh-huh. like because like they they it's different because like in say in more Middle Eastern Arabic countries they more drawn towards hip hop and all of that. But whereas Iranians are more drawn towards house. Yeah. For some reason, but it's been it's always been like that. So they're like deep house, kind of chill house. They kind of like that that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. They're not really home with the EDM, but they like the house music. Definitely. So. What's your take on um, reality TV stars going oh. into DJing? Oh, hello? You there? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I was just saying, what's your take on reality TV stars going into DJing? And, but not kind of just doing it for their brand and just something different um, for them, like... The thing is, like, the thing is, I can't blame them. You know, like, if somebody come to you, that's what I always say. If somebody come up to you and say, listen, I'm going to give you 5K to go to this club and DJ. Yeah. Like, would you not take it? I'll like, take you it. would take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, they're, getting, they're making their money. It's just what you have to do as a DJ to be different from them. But, but do, you, uh, do you agree that people are kind of just doing it because they're seeing people make money off of it and stuff like that? And do you think now it's more prevalent. No, but I, I don't know because like everyone have different purpose for doing stuff. You know, yeah. if that's his way of getting money and doing it, and if the, it's down to a club promoter that or the club to book him, you know, because we we have a club in in, in Glasgow, um, and what we I have a club in Glasgow uh, that the guy actually says that will not book anybody that doesn't actually have a talent. You know, mm-hmm. so we don't we're not gonna book like a DJ that is like reality from say Love Island and now yeah. he's not DJing, you know, now he's, he's, he's DJing and he's not really DJ and he can't really DJ. We're not going to book him. You know, that's really comes down to that.
who's following everyone um, around. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I got it, I got it, I got it. That's cool. That's cool. That's a loyal supporter, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you single? I'm now, yeah. Um, now, now, yeah. I wasn't, well, I guess, recently. <laughs> Recently, I'm saying. Well, when you when you when you DJ in these Mayfair clubs, you have to be in it. <laughs> no, no, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you could, you could, you could be, you could be. It's, it's maybe. So, but um, like the whole yeah. thing about, the whole thing about DJs and like we got a bad name. Like if you're a DJ, you got a really bad name. They're like, oh, these guys are all, you know, Trust, mess yeah. about, like you know, like bang girls all the time and. To be honest, like, I'm DJing there, you know. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, someone come and grab me while I'm DJing, you know, and try and bone me around me. I'm just doing my thing, playing the music. And I don't I don't usually look at people. I don't like speaking to anyone when I'm DJing. I don't like, because I'm too busy in my own head trying to concentrate on the thing. So it's the whole the whole thing of DJs or, like, big players and all that. I think it's, it's, a, it's quite a myth. You know, it, it, apart I from Hurstie. Yeah, Papa Hurstie. Well, actually, no, he's, he's taken anyway. He's taken, but, like, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil's in the house. Yeah. So, no, there's another one. <laughs> no, when, Wendell. Wendell, come on. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want me to say things about Marbella now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens in Marbella stays in Marbella. <laughs> uh, you know, you want me to lie now, you know? Wendell, <laughs> <laughs> man. Big man, big man. So, with, so, yeah. so you got you got Nike, right? So, like, I'm sorry, not Nike, JD, sorry. So, with JD, how yeah. how did you get that? How did, How's that going? JD, um, it's an agency that runs it. So, I used to DJ for JD in back in Scotland. Yeah. So, I started... Wendell. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I started, I started DJ for a couple of them a couple of um, JD sports brands in there. So once uh, they, they just hit me up, I so I used to apply to all these places. I used to just go on emails. Well, I still do. I used to go on email of brands, just send an email saying, this is me. This is the package I can offer. If you want to book, just let me, you know, let me know. So that's how JD came up. They're like, okay, we need a guy for this. But the thing is like, one thing is sending an email. One thing is being ready. Like when they called me, I was like, yeah, I'm going done, you know, getting it done. So once yeah. you've done it, they kind of uh, they trust me. They trust me when they come to London. They they give me good spots in London as well. The good guys, you know, Baldy, uh, Baldy, and uh, it's the new connect guys. So. so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. Like, I know you're a artist DJ. What's your kind yeah. of take on artist DJ versus DJ who kind of who's DJ in a club and the artist turns up and you DJ for them? Uh. Well, okay, so I used to so some of these gigs. I used to be an artist. I was a Persian artist DJ. Yeah. So um, there was this uh, this guy is called TM Back. So I used to DJ for them, and there's a lot of international booking came from them. And it's to be honest, it's a lot easier than DJing in the night. So if you are experienced DJ, when you become an artist DJ, it's a lot easier for you to do because you go on, you hype it up. You can play for like I used to play maybe like for ten minutes, yeah. hype it up. Then the, so what, when, once you go on, but it's, it's, it's a really mad experience because I would recommend if anyone can be our DJ, do become our DJ because 
it's a, it's a mad experience when you go on a go on a stage and you have so many crowds and they're cheering for the guy that's coming yeah. on, but they not everyone knows who's coming on. So when one person steps on stage, everyone go crazy and you're like, okay, that's, that's not for me though. <laughs> but you get that kind of response and feedback. Yeah, um, it's just quite easier because you can go in and play all the bangers, then the artists come on and yeah. do their thing, and. So is is that the aspect you were asking about? Yeah, and also, what's your because like a lot of DJs are like, unless you've built yourself up, um, to a, mm. to a point where people know you and you've built your brand, like they saying like, oh, I wouldn't want to be an artist DJ because that takes your kind of limelight away. Do you find that, or do you think? No. So what it is like, you want to be? I would, I would, why advice? I would say you want to be this guy. You want to be this DJ, and you want everyone else to see you. Yeah. yeah. So the more platform that you go out, the more chance of you being getting noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do, when you do artist DJ. So I do I DJ for ransom, for example. Yeah. Mm. But when I DJ for ransom, I also make my own contacts. I also make my own ways of getting gigs. You yeah. know. So it, it kind of it's, it's beneficial because it gives you an in with certain promoters and managers. Yeah, rappers can't really get you to DJ. You know. It's not really beneficial, but if they see you, you're in the industry, you're around, when an opportunity comes up, you're in there. You know, I, I wouldn't say it takes away, it just depends how you market yourself. Yeah. So like I was, I, for example, DJ for Ransom, but I have my own logo on a, like I have a, like a, like a sign, there's no jan on it. Yeah. Every time I go in, I put it there and chat Ransom always chats me out as well. This, this is my guy. So it just, it bounces off of each other, I would say, rather than. Uh, then if you try to keep it to yourself and say, oh, I'm not going to do more collaboration you would do, the higher is going to get you. That's what have I'm you saying. got more bookings more from doing it or have your bookings kind of yeah. stayed the same or? Uh, no, you get, you get, it's, it's, you get more profile. You can, you can gather more content from it. Yeah. So if I'm DJing for a lot of that is, is actually what you do with it. So if, if I was DJing for a gig, say I was, uh, we were doing missed, like we were doing missed opening, Cool. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, so we did a gig for Mist, but I had one camera guy, you know, there. So I told him, "Listen, can you film like a minute? Yeah. Just me DJing. They film it, then send it to me. Then I can video it. Uh, I can I can put it together. Then I post it up as me DJing there. Yeah. yeah. So then from that, people see you doing where Mist is, where you where you where you are performing. Then your booking goes up. Then when someone gives you a call. They don't take a pet with a price or anything like that. You know, yeah. they know the level kind of. So it ups your level, then you can get good bookings from it. You know, so it, the things that would make you more certified, I would say. You know? So what, what's your take on? Like I was talking about this with you before. Like, what's your take on agency and being independent? Um, again, with me, uh, I'm a guy that I'm very inclusive. I would say. So I would work with agencies, I would work with DJs, I would work with promoters. Yeah. Um, but one thing I would say is don't tie yourself down to anyone and any DJ agency or anything because um, many things can happen. Like don't tie yourself to one club because that club could shut down. You know, none, no one's fault, you know. So that club could shut down. Your that literally gone, happened everything. to me two years ago. That's why my, my residency yeah. for the summer and then uh -huh. they, didn't, they didn't pay their rent for two months. I didn't know this until mm. they closed down. And I was like, wow, I've got oh, nothing. Yeah. I've got nothing. You know what I mean? But No, you know, yeah, that's the thing. But, but you learn. After a while, you do yeah. this thing, you learn. 
you know, like, like, don't tie yourself to one promoter because if he can't do a nice anymore, you know, then you, you, you're screwed, you know. So just have as many, many, I would say, as many pies you can get your hand in, but within reason, I would say. You know, like you can, I, I would DJ with different agencies. I'm, I'm, I am with different agencies and they all know, you know, and I'll just be honest to them. You know? I would yeah. just say, just be, you know, just be honest to them and say, listen, yeah, that, I work for this agency as well. I work for this agency as well. Because at the end of the day, you're self-employed. You know, an agency is not something that um, holds you. You know, the agency is not something that employs you. You're self-employed, you're working with that agency, you know. So it depends on the relationship with that agency, how you want to keep you know, the gigs with them mm-hmm. and how you want to keep your things independent. But definitely, definitely be independent. Don't need, no, don't rely on nobody's next move to have your next move because no, it's, it's not, I'm not saying like someone could be, a, I don't know, it could be malicious or whatever, but if they can't, for whatever reason, can't do that anymore, you don't want to depend on that person. You want to so, get involved as, in that. This is, this is, um, this is, Kind of one-man game, yeah. You know, it's like that. It's, uh, it's you just have to have that kind of mentality of helping each other out is good. But at the end of the day, there's there's debt and there's you and you. You know, you have to DJ somewhere, so you have to be careful uh, how how you're plotting things. You know. So someone someone asked this, which is, um, can you put your can can your friends be your promoters and managers, or do you put friends and business to one side? Uh, no, I would have friends that are promoters. Yeah, you could you could have a, but it depends what nights you kind of run it. But it depends what kind of friend, like how much you know that friend. Yeah, you know sometimes, yeah sometimes some relationships get soured because of your friends or. But manager wise, I would say. No, actually, yeah, managers even even your manager could be your friend that is from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. It just depends how honest you are with each other, and I think it's, it's in this game it's. It's really to do with how honest you are and genuine you are with other people. Yeah. If you are a manager of someone and if your manager honestly tells you, listen, I don't think that's a good move for you to do because it's going to mess me up, blah, blah. You know, you can respect that. You can mm. take it or leave it. Or you can say, well, you're going to be my manager from now on or you're going to be like, well, because this is going to affect you that way, don't be my manager. I'll go make yeah. my own decision. You would, I wouldn't get upset at that manager because he told me right there and there. Even though I didn't like to hear that, but he told me right there and I respect it. But if he moved shifty, then later on I found that he did that and made me make that decision. And later on I found that out, then there would be a problem. You know? Definitely. So, yeah. Oh, I see Austin. What's it? JD says hard work. JD said, nah, hard work. In terms of long, it's a long set. It's like What's the set like? Six, six, seven hour set. But like, I usually do the ones, um, I've been usually doing the ones uh, that have artists or uh, boxers come through and yeah. like the one in Oxford Street. So when you do the Oxford Street one, um, you just DJ three hours, then they come through, uh, they do their thing, mm. uh, you DJ for, for the beginning. So it's like a lot of fun. So it's not like, you're DJing and you're there. Yeah. You, know, you can do. You can make it more fun by doing it. Doing the different sections. You know. You meet the. You meet the, the sport guy or a, or the guest or a special guest or something. You know. So for me, like, it is for me is 
fun, to be honest. Yeah. Like, if I'm, if I'm, because I used to work full time, I used to work full time uh, as uh, in oil and gas, and I stopped that. If I don't like doing something as a job, I'll find a way. I'll find a way to not do it anymore. Mm. You know, I'll find a way to stop it because I wouldn't do something that is continuously annoying to me. If I, if I don't like, for example, if I DJ at a club that I don't like, you know, you're obviously not gonna get up and be like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna go. So, but you're gonna be like, find out a way to to get away from yeah. that. You were saying you only lost because someone was mentioning how long the sets were. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, what what do you mean about the JD sports? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The sets are long, to be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> is that one of your good. longest sets you've done, or have you had the longest set I've done? Nah, no. I think I've done yeah. Seven hours. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was the longest set. You not, like is, your back not, is your back not aching afterwards? Like you not. <laughs> You're not tired, you get an hour lunch. Yeah, you get you get an hour an hour lunch. Hour lunch, okay, okay. Yeah, an hour lunch and like uh it's just do your thing. But the thing is like it depends which store you're on as well. You know, some of the stores are like popping. Like yeah, yeah. I, I got booked in Leeds and Leeds was popping. You know, Leeds was popping, Liverpool was popping, the one most of the ones in London is popping <laughs> and depends which tracks you go to. Oh, Hersey. Hersey, I hurt you. I hurt my back pains. Yeah, sometimes I get that. Like after a five, six hour booking, I'm done, man. Like my legs are done. The ankles are done. No, no. People don't understand. Like when I say, "Listen, I want good shoes." Like, why do you want good shoes? Like, shoes is important. Like, because I'm standing on my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's why I hate wearing like I don't like wearing like smart shit to like gigs because I don't want to wear shoes. You know. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Training. Gigs, you know? How is it like DJing in Mahiki and those places? Like, do you have to kind of dress up smart when you're DJing, or do you not care? No, you just... they're, they're relaxed about it. They're, they're relaxed about it. I mean, they always have to look, you know, sharp enough to yeah. go in there. But uh, they're not, they're not uh, with the smart, like dress code for DJs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think you're fashionable. Are you good? You know. Ah, uh, what's the best club you've DJed in? The best club I DJed in. We'll do one. We'll do London one, and then just any other. Oh, London one. No. London one, let me see. Where did I do? Well, as a height wise or? Just any or like anything. Proud. I would say Proud in Bankman, let's see. I did Proud in Bankman. Yeah. And it was like a brunch, hip-hop brunch thing. And the vibe was mad. <clears throat> you know, like, it's like, some clubs are like good because of the crowd and everything. But the vibe yeah. is mad. It's, that place is definitely mad. In, in London and in Scotland, I would say uh, Sanctuary is one. Okay. Sanctuary is the is the nice, it's a good vibe and like people are just decent there. What's so, the Scottish scene like? Scottish scene depends where you go. So if you go to Glasgow and Edinburgh, like Glasgow is more open to new music. So if you have grime and all these like, so they have a grime and hip hop section that is popping and they also have a tech house section that's popping, the soft club and all those places. Yeah. Edinburgh, it still has a good urban scene as well, but it's more commercial, you know, so it's more because it's capital, so it's more mm-hmm. commercial. But like Glasgow is more open to, and, and that's why you see all these artists when they come to Scotland, they go to Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow is a place we need to go. That was one of the main reasons I moved to Glasgow because I knew people there more. The scene is kind of different. Glasgow is more DJ based, Edinburgh is more promoter based. But now, so now like, you're in London? 
Yeah, now I'm in London. Yeah. So do you want to move, you move back to Scotland or not? No, I still I still go up and down because uh, I got family there. Yeah. Uh, and I still like the scene. You know, I still go hang out with people, do a couple of gigs. I still get booked up there, but based on uh, the events and parties. And I still have, and I will I will always have a tie there. You know, for going and coming back. I love them guys. You know, the Scottish guys are really, really, really nice. You know, the humble guys and nice guys. So. <clears throat> I would yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't be moving there. It's London just now is is where it is for me right now. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, good contacts, a lot of people about. Uh, the scene is good. It's just what you make out of it, you know. Mm. It's a hub. It's all about hub. You know? it's all about you. If you're in the hub, things will happen. Basically. That's my, that's, my, that's my belief. Cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. Yeah. Right, I really appreciate yeah. uh, your time. I appreciate yeah, everyone yeah. Like, locking in and everything. Um, but I've got mm-hmm. a little so Nathan Dawes coming on. He texts literally just texted me. He was like, Um, can you do yeah, tonight? So he's not coming on now, but I'm doing one tonight. But I'm gonna go eat some food as well. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, man. What, yeah, what time do you go on? Uh, eight, eight o'clock. No, no, what time do you go on the thing with um, Bodalia? Oh, I went, I went uh, three to four, and then, three to four, yeah. and then sorry, people. yeah, because then got you four to five, yeah. Forty-five. Okay, yeah. So, what are you doing there today? You got another one, Nathan Doe later on tonight? Yeah, I got Nathan Doe later. Um, and I've just got various other DJs afterwards. But Nathan Doe later. I'm gonna post it up after this. But I'm just gonna yeah. take a chill now. I'm gonna make some dinner, <laughs> early dinner. Yeah, I'm gonna tune into the Nathan Doe one, man. Cool, Thanks bro. for having me. No, thank Still you, man. Good meeting you. It's, it's been, no, good. been good. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. So I'll uh, you soon, man. Yes. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. Thank you. Big up, big up. Big up.